Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. As we approach 2016, speed has become an integral part of our lives. We demand efficiency, getting the job done fast, accomplishing more and more, beating out the global competition, getting to the bottom of our to-do list, and multitasking to get it all done. Advertisers sell more products now with speed than they used to with sex. Instant everything from breakfast food to cash and credit. We double the speed of our computers every six months so we can get more done. To keep up, we need to keep our bodies moving faster too. We drink more espresso, energy drinks, and eat super vitamins to perk us up and give us a jolt. We might be getting more done than ever before, but are we enjoying our lives? From the chaos of the emergency room, To the calm of her yoga mat, professional speaker, published author, certified yoga teacher, and mindfulness coach Diane Sieg is here to share life-saving strategies by showing us how to take care of ourselves, take charge of our life, and take daily action on a path to wellness. Welcome, Diane. Thank you, Sherry. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, you have an interesting background because you talk about your message, Chaos to Calm. And so you went from working in the emergency room as a nurse to being a speaker, author, and mindfulness coach. So why don't you tell us how you did that? Well, it, it is an interesting background. And I uh, I spent 23 years in the emergency room. And where you you know you basically see it all. Every, you see it all except for there were no George Clooney's in my life. There were, you know, it wasn't actually like TV, not nearly as glamorous, but it was every bit as interesting. And what I noticed in all that time when I was uh, working as an ER nurse is that everybody that, that ended up in the, in the doors, I would say almost every 98% were there because of, not just because of stress, but because of the choices they had made in their lives or or not made um, that that got them there with, you know, with a, with chest pain or with a with a, a cut or with abdominal pain symptoms they may have ignored too long, or lifestyle choices they had made, or just you know the, the intensity of of the way we're living. Even you know even 23 years ago, and, it, and as you said in your intro, it's only increased with the increase of speed and demands and technology and expectations. So you know the, the whole this whole idea of chaos is only increased with all of our um, our new um, our new upgrades and um, ex- expectations that that go along with that. So. During you know during at the end of my kind of you know dur- or I would say during the 
my emergency room experiences, I just kept seeing over and over again, and it kept coming to me that this chaos that we're all living in is, is a choice. It's the choices that we make up until we are faced with an emergency, if you will, either in the ER or just in a crisis um, outside of the ER, the crisis of life. And so that's what really got me interested in looking at how can we go from you know, the chaos that we have absolutely no control over because there's lots of outside sources that we, we can't control, weather and traffic and road construction and sick kids and computer crashes. We, we can't control any of that. We can only control our response, and that really is where the calm comes comes in. It's from the inside out, and how do we, how do we respond to all the chaos that is kind of swirling around us? And, 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 and as a recovering adrenaline junkie, as I think you know, Sherry, I get it. Uh, I mean, I worked in the ER. I know. I I like more, better, faster. I am an overachiever. I try to get a lot done. But what I have found is is that the multitasking and 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 more trying to do more and less and do more with less is doesn't always serve us. And so this this idea of going from chaos to calm is really powerful in our lives. Well, how do you find though? Because you know you're you're a professional coach, you're a mindfulness coach that. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't even recognize that they are living in chaos because that's just the way it is. And so how do you help people really identify the symptoms or the signs that they're operating from chaos? Well, and that's an excellent point because sometimes when we're in it, we can't see the forest for the trees. And often... Um, it is a crisis. It is um, it, it's a life changing event of something, an illness, a death, a, some, a divorce, some kind of a transition. It takes to get our attention because it's got to be pain. There's got to be some pain involved or else we're not going to change. We're just going to keep on keeping on and figure, as you said, well, this is it. This is the way it is. Um, this is my life. I don't have any. I don't have any choices. I don't have any power, uh, which can get. Obviously, doesn't serve us because then we can get very passive, and we don't um, actually make active choices and the best choices. And so, when people come to me, uh, it's uh, it's always interesting because there's something that drives them. It's uh, and it usually is um, a life changing event in one way or another. But there are, there are assessments, there are you know stress scales, and and basically you know they want to change maybe one thing. But we don't end up working on the one thing because it's not really about their, um, their unhappiness at, at their job, or even their, um, you know, that their, I guess their, uh, their issues in a relationship, or with their health, or um, or, or with with their, um, their 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 whole life, you know, the kind of their whole lifestyle or life being, because everything overlaps. You know, you have chaos in one area. You you tend to have chaos in in more than than all of the areas. So, just by by learning how we can actually respond and not react in different situations, you know, we change um, from the inside out, and other people start start responding to us in a different way, and our life changes because how we show up to whatever situation, whether it's a cranky boss or difficult clients or um, children who are out of control or sick or, you know, whatever it is, it's our response that is so huge. That's what creates even more chaos. But, but when you're in it, you don't always, you don't always realize it. So right. 
you know, I, I think if people, when I, when, when I you know, speak and I, the chaos to come, we all know what chaos is. And I think most of us are feeling that way today. And it's, the timing is fabulous because we're right before, you know, just on, kind of on the brink of the holiday. And there's not a, a more crazy time than, than this time of the year because we continue to try to, to do all the things that we have been doing for the last 11 months, and then we start adding in. We start adding in parties and and shopping and decorating and baking and 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 doing th- doing other things for other people when we already are um, overwhelmed and and overloaded um, in our scheduling. Right. So obviously, you know, a huge part is creating. You know, is well, not creating, but being aware of the fact that you're not breathing deeply and you're not meditating and you're not slowing down to the speed of life and all of that. So I'm in chaos. What are some of the suggestions that you help people understand to be able to go, let's, let's figure out how to move you from chaos to calm. Right, right. Um, Great question. So the, the, the main, um, I guess the main symptom of of being in chaos is that we're never here. (laughs) We're never really present and in the moment. We're always someplace else. We're either thinking about the past, ruminating about a conversation we had or what we didn't do well or that we... we didn't do enough, um, so we're back in the in the past, or we're thinking about the future. We're thinking about all the things on our to-do list and all the things that we have to get done before the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the month. And so, and of course, with our all of our personal devices that keep us connected, quote unquote, which I use loosely, we are never really present to someone in front of us or to. Uh, our driving, or even our eating, or or even how we're feeling, because we're, we're we're moving so quickly, we don't even actually stop and say, "Gosh, I'm I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm I'm really sad, w- whatever it is." So the 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 biggest skill that I um, that I teach um, to get from chaos to calm is this whole idea of mindfulness, which has gotten a lot of press, um, which I'm very happy to see. And it just didn't, even in the last 12 months, more press than ever. And, and mindfulness is just this simple but not easy act of being present, being present in the moment um, as if your life depended on it, right here, right now. It's, it's a simple concept, and I think most of us probably understand what that is, but we don't practice it. We're never here in the moment, and that's, you know, that's why traffic accidents are up. That's why, um, you know, we, we miss things all the time. We're feeling like we're moving as fast as we can, and we can still never catch up. And by the way, we'll never get it all done, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for uh, any corporation or organization. It's never done. And so it's proven that mindfulness is so valuable because it actually changes your brain. It creates new neural pathways in your brain that allows you to be more present and, and perform at a higher level and, and connect and listen and, and be more creative and problem solve at a much higher level. But a lot of people think, well, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I really started to understand the principle of mindfulness. And literally, it was about a decade ago that I challenged myself to learn the practice and and it took me literally two years to master being mindful 
And it sounds odd. Why would it take that long? But it's a training, it's rehabitizing, and it's learning how to live in the moment. This is a a very important conversation, and I want people to understand what we're talking about when we talk about mindfulness when we come back. This is Ernest Chu from Deerfield Beach, Florida. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because her show looks at the future of business through the lens of human potential and spirituality. Sherry Hill is thought-provoking and good business. Thank you, Sherry. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. That's when you should call us Junk King Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather it and haul it to the curb. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully insured and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. This is Marnie Sledberg from War Road, Minnesota, United States of America, and you are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is encouraging and invigorating. Thank you, Sherry. We are often bombarded by the activities of life and do not take enough time to naturally observe what is transpiring in our daily lives. Our minds are often looking at and evaluating the past and trying to predict future events or outcomes. This keeps us from being in the moment and appreciating the gifts of the present. From the chaos of the emergency room to the calm of her yoga mat, professional speaker, published author, mindfulness coach, and yoga teacher, Diane C. gives us life-saving strategies and skills to stop living life like an emergency and start living with intention. Diane Well, I'm glad you're here with me today. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We hear a lot about being mindful. And so as I was explaining before we went to break that, you know, once I decided that I was going to understand this practice, it took me a long time to really master it. And I think I'm pretty good about being present in the moment. But for those that don't understand what we're talking about, why don't you explain what it is and why it's so critical to our calm? You made a really good point, Sherry. It it is a practice. It's an ongoing practice from moment to moment. And so our, um, our culture, our society, our brains don't, don't, don't work in this way. You know, we, we have, on average, about 60,000 thoughts a day. And by the way, most of those thoughts are, um, are not true, and a lot of them are the same. Because we tend to, as we said earlier, spend a lot of time in the past um, ruminating about past events that, of course, we, have, uh, we can't change. Or we spend time forecasting the future. 
and deciding and telling stories and making things up about what is or is not going to happen, otherwise known as worry. Um, spending a lot of time in the in the past may otherwise be termed as guilt. And so um, this idea of being present for the moment is, is a continual practice. And I, I love what my meditation teacher says, nothing meaningful happens in the future. And it's so true. And when, when as soon as she said that, I thought, Wow, but don't we anticipate and look forward to and and dread or, or want to get beyond or just survive, you know, whatever it is, a difficult meeting, a client, a holiday, a family gathering. And so this idea of being present in the moment, and we're talking about from moment to moment. So, you know, um, you, you can say, I'm going to be more mindful today. You can say that, but it would be kind of like saying, I'm going to I'm going to get shaped today and then not doing anything. So to actually get mindful, we have to exercise our mindfulness muscle just like you exercise your muscles at the gym. Um, same kind of workout, if you will. And we do this with different um by doing different practices again. And so some people uh, you know have said to me, "Well, you must be a mindfulness expert." And I say, "You know, I'm I'm not. It's that's kind of a oxymoron because because it's an ongoing practice and part of the practice is being open and curious to the possibilities otherwise known as beginner's mind is that we never get experts you can mass you can be be a master at mindfulness which you which you mentioned earlier but it's a moment-to-moment practice, and, and the, the crazy thing is when we're the most stressed, when we are in the most crisis, when we are feeling, when we need mindfulness the most, quite frankly, is the time that we actually don't, aren't in the moment. Our fear takes over, or worry, or guilt, or, or, or resentment, or whatever it might be, and so it's an ongoing practice from moment-to-moment, but we, as I said before, we have certain practices we can do to train the brain and they can be uh, to train the brain to be more mindful and these actually create the new neural pathways that I talked about earlier so it it allows us to um, kind of sift through the distraction and the constant distraction the constant noise these 60,000 thoughts a day because you can't stop the thoughts they're they're there it's it's the way our brains are wired but you can notice them and then let them go and bring yourself back the well, and so if that makes sense yeah and what what is interesting though is so i'm someone who is in the moment and you know again i this is something i practice i absolutely love the moment because of the interactions and the gifts that the universe provides and the interesting opportunities and people that you meet and so it's as an observer of that it's interesting when I'm interacting with people who are not in the moment. And so, again, I have to be tolerant and aware that, you know, they're not in that space, but what they're missing. And so I, I come from a place sometimes of I find it sad because they're not fully engaged. They're not present in the moment. And what is it that they're missing out on? Because instead of looking at me in the eye, they're tapped into their cell phone or they got their laptop under their arm or they're off, you know, thinking about something else. And that's really one of the things that a lot of people are starting to understand is if more of us were in the moment, how much more serendipity is in our path. And you experience that. You make an excellent point. 
when you start to practice mindfulness and you really are, are focused on that, and, of course, what we, whatever we focus on expands. So as soon as you start to practice being in the moment and, and, and start to train your brain, you, you realize not only how mindless we are, um, but how mindless everybody is and, we're, and how we're never here, and, and you know, now more than ever. So there, there are certain ways that we can actively practice mindfulness, and they are, they are formally or informally. And, and the formal way is with meditation or, or deep breathing. Um, there's a practice called body scan where you focus on different parts of your body. These, these are formal practices that you actually do. Movement um, is, all, is another practice to, to focus on. But the, the idea is just to focus on one thing, so to focus on your breath to focus on the movement, to focus on different parts of your body, to, to, to rest and be completely focused. Maybe it's one word, maybe it's a place, but it's, and when all those other thoughts come, come crowding in, and they will, of course, you let those go and you come back to whatever your focus is. And in Zen, they, they count the breath. Sometimes it's just noticing the breath or, or, or different specific breathing exercises. So that, that's the formal practice. The informal practice is, is what we can do. It's, it's just all day, every day. It's focusing on one thing. So instead of driving with the radio on, on your cell phone, eating your breakfast and, and putting on your mascara, and we've all seen this, people doing this, on, which is so scary, to, on the highway, it's just driving. It's just eating. It's just washing the dishes without other stimulation, other distraction, you know, the, this whole idea of multitasking, um, I think uh, most of us know it now, is a lie. We actually can't focus on more than one thing at a time. The brain is not wired that way. We think we are focusing on more than one thing at a time, and, and I, you know, I certainly am guilty of it as well, especially with my background in ER nursing, but it's, it's not possible. It's only one thing at a time, and what we found, um, and you alluded to this a little bit, Sherry, is that when you focus on one thing at a time, we're much more efficient and productive and safe and, and creative and connected and, and just present. So it actually is an efficiency thing not to multitask. Not only does it make you more um, help help with your mindfulness and be present, it actually helps in every, you know, be just be more engaged. And as you said, we miss so much when we're not here. We miss a compliment. We miss an opportunity to, to serve or to smile or something subtle with our kids or our clients or even ourselves to, to pay attention because we're not paying attention. We're just, we, we, you know, we miss it. When, so so the, the formal or the informal practices, but it's all about focusing on one thing instead of many things, which we're only fooling ourselves when we think we're focusing on many things at one time. Exactly. Well, Diane, you offer on your website, of course, you have a Chaos to Calm and 30 Days Mindfulness Challenge. Why don't you tell us about that? And if somebody wants to learn more, where would you like them to go? Sure. Well, you know, I created a 30-day mindfulness challenge because I think, as with a lot of things, we... Um, the first thing that comes to mind when I, you know, when I start talking about a practice is, oh, well, you know, I don't have time for that. You know, I'm, I'm so busy. I, I'm too busy. I can't add one more thing to my plate. And I, I created a 30-day mindfulness challenge because I wanted to give people a structure 
um, at some skills, a structure, but mostly the support to do this. And so what I want people to hear loud and clear is mindfulness does not require three hours of sitting on a rock in meditation or going to a yoga class or going to a zenda or going on a silent retreat. Uh, those are all great options, by the way, but most of us are not going to do that. So in the mindfulness challenge, I challenge people to practice for five minutes a day for 30 days because frequent, just like exercise, frequency is much more important than duration. So it's more important to do it on a daily basis than it is to, to meditate or to, to practice for an hour on Saturday because you have time but you don't have time the rest of the week because we're really, you know, we're, we're talking about mindfulness and presence moment to moment, just when you have time <laughs> or when things slow down or when you're on vacation or you're, you're, um, you're on a break because, of course, those things are too few and far between. So the idea is to offer different kinds of practices and give people this opportunity to practice five minutes um, daily, whatever they choose, a, a variety of practices, but it's the continued daily, and that's where people start to really notice the difference, as I know you have from your, your practicing. It just takes practice, just like everything else, everything else that we learn that's new. Right, exactly. And so what is the website that you want them to go to? Sure. And so for our listeners today, I want to offer a seven-day mindfulness challenge, um, just, just as a as, as, a, as an offer, and it's a special page that you'll only have access to. So that is um, dianesieg.com, D-I-A-N-E-S-I-E-G.com forward slash seven-day challenge, and you um, be able to, to, to go in and put your contact information, and that, that includes a letting go meditation, which we can talk about um, in a few minutes, and also gives you uh, just an email every day for seven days as a connection, as a reminder, as um, to give you something to think about to start this, this new journey and path to mindfulness. And, you know, we're never done. So right, this right. whole idea of going from <laughs> chaos to calm, it's not, oh, I got that, okay, next. Um, it, it's an ongoing uh, practice really for the rest of our lives. But the, the beautiful part is is that it, it's accessible, it's available, it's free. Once you have the skills and understand, we just have to do it. That's all. It's not that you get it and then you move on. It's an ongoing um, practice, whatever, whatever, formally or informally, and it's, it, it's you know, moment to moment. I want to shift gears and talk about leadership presence. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jeff Hyman, your startup therapist based in Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important because she really gets it. She understands what entrepreneurs need to do to build a successful business. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. We're fully insured and bonded. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern, safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless, does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trainer 
hearing specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com. I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. We're fully insured and bonded. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. The dynamic, charismatic leader who rallies the troops is more myth than reality when it comes to motivating and inspiring followers within an organization. Rather, how executives communicate and interact with the people they lead may be the biggest determining factor when measuring leadership success. Leadership coaches and experts tend to agree that the foundation of a strong leader begins simply with being present in a highly focused, non-distracted sense. Joining me today is Diane Sieg, a registered nurse who transitioned into a professional coach, national speaker, and author of Stop Living Life Like an Emergency. So, Diane, I had the pleasure of hearing you speak at Wynn last month here in Reno, and you talked about the different qualities of leadership presence. So I want you to share what you mean as it relates to leadership presence. Most of us are pretty familiar with, with qualities that make an excellent leader. And there's, you know, there's a zillion books out there, and, and they all have kind of a common thread about what, um, you know, what creates and what, what's required for uh, excellent, exceptional, successful, uh, you mentioned, you know, creative and, and, and empowered leader. And it, it's, it, it, they're pretty, pretty obvious, such as, you know, a vision and uh, a focus, uh, clarity, uh, integrity, curiosity, courage, and, and, you know, we can, the list can go on. Um, it's, but a big part of leadership presence is this whole idea of, of awareness, of, of actually awareness, not in the moment, and also awareness of the big picture because, they, you know, we really have to hold both, um, the task at hand and being able to prioritize, but the, the big picture as well. So the leadership presence that I'm really referring to, and we all know what this is, but we may not call it this, it's when you are in, you're, you're, you're with someone and you are, you're feeling completely heard and seen and understood because they are listening with their eyes, with their ears, and with their hearts. It's this idea of complete engagement, a connection, no matter what else is going on around the world, around the world or, or around the room. It's a real special and sometimes rare occasion when you, when you just know that they are completely with you. They are in the moment. It's so critical, especially today, because, you know, people don't remember what your credentials are. They don't remember how many letters they have after you have after your name. They don't, they don't remember what you do as much as they remember how you made them feel. And it doesn't matter if, you're, if it's in, we're in healthcare or we're in corporate America or we're, you know, in a restaurant or with, with, our, with our families. We all need this human connection, and we need to feel heard and 
and understood and seen. And because of, as you mentioned earlier, everything is moving so quickly, and we are always on to the next thing. We, we, we aren't here. So that this idea of leadership presence Today, more than ever, with, with the, the speed of, of the way things are going and people are fearful and they're uncertain and they're, they, don't, they don't understand or they don't know what, what, the, what the future holds, this idea of leadership presence is critical. And, and we know now that, you know, especially in Reno, with, with all the growth that you're experiencing and the, the new opportunities creates this, the idea that loose leadership presence is even more important to, to attract and keep new talent to keep people in their most productive and their most engaged state. And so it starts at the top always. If you're not engaged, how do you expect your, your employees or your, your clients or your, your children or whoever it might be to be engaged? Right. Well, and from a productivity standpoint, I mean, realistically, if part of being a fully present leader is you're setting the example and if you're someone that's running around like a chicken with your head cut off and everything's, you know, I'm putting out a fire here and a fire there, then obviously something isn't working within the organization versus the calm. Doesn't mean that problems aren't going to arise, but part of is who's showing up to solve the problem. The crazy distracted leader or the one that's fully present and can start to really work through and listen to whatever situation has arose. That really is a beautiful part of mindfulness is when, we, when you are completely present and you're, you, know, you, you are listening to somebody fully and connecting with them and engaging with them fully, no matter what else is going on, because of course there's, you know, as we said earlier, the chaos in this world is, um, you know, whether you're, you're talking about what, what's happening in, in the news or, you're, or what's happening outside your door with traffic, there is chaos, there always will be, we have no control over that. We only have control of our response to it, and when um, and people respond to you in a different way when you are completely present with them. It may be like almost uncomfortable, or they may be taken back, or they just don't even. They may not even be aware exactly what it is, but they know that that experience was really positive. They felt heard and understood, and and it's it's it, again as we keep saying, it's a practice because mm-hmm. we all have a lot going on and. But, but nothing is more precious than this moment because this moment is the only place that we can think, create, act, or live. Right here. Right here, right now. I said earlier, nothing happens meaningful in the future, and the, whatever has happened in the past is already done. And so it, it's so critical um, in, 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 in life situations of every kind. This moment is the only time we get to decide. Right now, right now, it's gone. It's gone, and we're on to the next thing. And so, this this idea of um, leadership presence, and, and people feel it. They may not be able to identify it, but they feel it. And that's where this, you know, whole idea of being able to trust and 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 feeling like you know your leader is authentic and they're present and they're they have integrity and 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 awareness and commitment. Then people get on board with that, and they feel they may not even be able to identify it, but they feel it. Part of it is communication. I know this. This was part of my whole really learning how to be present many years ago is that we see this as parents. Children come in. They want to show you everything. So, you know, a good example, you just get home from work. 
your day is over, you had a lot on your mind, all you want to do is go to the back of the house, change your clothes, do whatever, but the kids are running up with, let me show you my homework, let me show you my artwork, and they're just hitting you front front and center. So in yeah. that moment, when you talk about that, that moment of interaction, how is that child going to feel if all of, they don't understand? Looking at that piece where parents and children sometimes have a disconnect because they're all excited, you're stressed out, and in that one moment, you may have just made them not feel so good for wanting to share. And that could be, you know, with children, it could be with coworkers, it can be with clients or colleagues, it can be with, with everybody. So one, of the, so one simple, uh, not always easy, but one simple practice of mindfulness is to create a transition for yourself from work to home because often, more often than not, we, we have busy days, they are full, lots going on, not everything always goes well, some expectations that didn't get met. And so I encourage, especially the more stressed or uptight um, you are feeling, that you have this transition where um, on the way home, you inhale, let exhale go. You let go of the day. You let go of the work. You let go of the calls. You let go of what computer crashes, whatever did or did not work out, so you can physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually be present for home, whatever home is. It could be for your kids, for your pets, for your spouse, or, you know, most importantly, for yourself. You know, what do I need now? Because so often we kind of, we overlap, we bring it, we bring it with us, and it's still there, and we're, we're still there. We're still thinking about that phone call or, or, or whatever else happened during the day, and, and mindfulness is about all being present in the moment. So this idea of Inhaling and saying let to yourself or saying it out loud, especially in your car driving, and exhaling saying go, it's, this, it's kind of a physical and emotional letting go of the day so, and, and tra- a, a really nice transition from work to home. And that is so important because their expectation, your family, is that you are present for them when you get home. And if you're distracted and stressed out and, you know, just uh, got cut off by someone in the turn lane, you know, it all it all shows up with you at the door. And so I like yeah. the idea of just even before you put your hand on the doorknob, breathing deep. And again, when we talk about mindful practices, we're not talking about hours. For you, you have a challenge that says, I only want five minutes every day. For some, like myself, they've been doing this for a long time, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds to kind of ground, let go, take a deep breath, and get centered so that as you transition from home to work, work to home, all those things that it just is a lot more calm. And that's the goal. Calm. Um, De-stressed. and present and, and calm is present because when we're in chaos, we're not present. We're, you know, and chaos is expectant and it's crisis oriented and it's 
We're not feeling open and expansive. We're not curious. We're, we're kind of in this, you know, the fight or flight, and we're trying just to survive and get through what, you know, whatever it is. And it can be, you know, a, ho- a holiday, a family dinner, a meeting. Um, it's not really the way I don't think any of us really want to live. I don't think we, we actually choose. We don't think we choose it, but we, we choose how we respond. And that, that comes back to the calm. And I just want to go back to something that you said, Sherry. It's... It, it, I, I like five minutes because of, of, of uninterrupted practice because that helps the brain create those new neural pathways, especially when this is a newer practice for us. But it, it can be just a matter of seconds. And so when your phone rings, you know, to, 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 of course, now we all have caller IDs so we know who it is. Take a deep breath. Just to take one deep breath before the phone rings, or before you pick up the, to, to, to answer, take a deep breath to, as you said, to kind of ground yourself and to center and to maybe even to inhale, let exhale, go let go of whatever you were doing so you can be completely present on, in the conversation, completely, and not looking at your email and not looking at your watch and not thinking about the conversation that you had or the meeting that you had this morning, but be completely present and in the moment, and it is more efficient and it is more productive, and, and people feel it. They, they, they feel it. They, they know that you're, you know, we all, and we are distracted, and it is a habit, um, and you mentioned this earlier, you know, we, we think we're getting all this stuff done, but, but the truth is we're actually, it's a lie. We're not getting more done. We're getting less done, and, it, and it's less meaningful because we're not actually present, present while we're getting it done. Diane, I'm going to talk a little bit about why we feel we need to be busy all the time. Stick with us. This is Mike Fossey from Fort Collins, Colorado in Reno, Nevada. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she gave me the opportunity to promote the Civil Air Patrol and Honor Flight. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Hello, this is Todd Henry, author of The Accidental Creative. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. We always need to have better ideas faster without the stress and burnout. I'll teach you how to be brilliant at a moment's notice. Join me here on the Sherry Hill Radio Show next week. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. That's when you should call us Junk King Reno. I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather and haul it to the curb. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully insured and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. There is a direct correlation between the degree to which you are in the present moment and the number of experiences you need to feel satisfied. 
The less present you are, the more activities you will need to feel a sense of satisfaction. This means that if you are oriented to the present moment, you'll need very few activities to make you feel as though you are getting enough from life that your experiences tend to be more rich and fulfilling. On the other end of the scale, if you're not oriented to the present moment, you'll rarely feel filled up by any single experience. My guest, mindfulness coach Diane Sieg, is a national speaker, published author, and former emergency room nurse who clearly understands the correlation between stress and dis-ease. Diane, let's talk about my point here. It's not to say that fewer activities are better or that the goal is to eliminate excitement from your life. Rather, it's to point out that the reason most of us feel compelled to fill each moment with varied and continued activities is because we aren't satisfied with what we are experiencing. That's a fascinating study, and I, I completely agree because we, we often, I think, in our culture, um, more is better, more. So it's not, um, it's, that's why so often we're not doing one thing, we're doing three things at the same time. And what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And I have to be here now, and what's the next thing? What, and whether we're on, you know, vacation, I was just in, um, in Tampa last week, and I, I took a couple of days extra for the beach on St. Pete Beach, and I was, you know, everybody had their, their personal devices at the beach. Um, people were... Uh, were not engaging with each other as much as they were with their devices. And here is this, you know, unbelievable place. Of course, I just came from a snowstorm in Denver last week as well. And I thought, you know, they're missing it. They're missing the gulls. They're missing the breeze. They're missing this beautiful white sugar sand beach and the, the waves coming and going because they're all connected to these personal devices. And, and, and of course, on the beach, they have all these different um, activities, you know, wave runners, and now they have this, this activity where you can actually be propelled into the air uh, uh, with, with jets off out, out of the water. And it, w- it was, you know, more, just more, more. Always, um, always something going on at the resort, uh, entertainment-wise, and uh, a big slide for the kids. It's just more, 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 more. Two thoughts. One is you lose your ability to be spontaneous because as things show up, if you're fully present, you can take advantage of them. But also, as we talk about, you know, so many people are thinking in the future. They're planning that vacation. They're planning, planning, planning. And once they're actually in the moment of that space or time, it's not as satisfying because what they thought about in their head, all the fun, all the excitement, all of that doesn't always show up in business and in life. And that's part of the big message today is if you just be, this is about being and not so much doing, that you're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to have more joy in life. You're certainly going to be a lot calmer. That's something that people that, you know, they have a hard time. They're adrenaline junkies. It's what's next, what's next. How do you help people really look at their life and go, you got way too much activity, and if I ask you the question, are you having a great time, oftentimes the answer is not so much. 
you know, I love, I love the, the point, you know, what is enough? And we all have different energy levels, and we all have different needs for stimulation, but it becomes, uh, it becomes a ha- like everything, it becomes a habit. And so what is enough? You know, enough parties, enough socializing, enough shoes, enough, um, you know, enough meetings, enough money, you know, whatever it is, um, it, you know, there's always more. So, so, and it doesn't really matter. We could be talking about accomplishments. We could be talking about, um, you know, anything in the future that we, you know, we, we, we often just go on to the next thing. It's just the next thing. The next, it could be the next vacation, the next book, the next project, the next client, the next bonus, you know, whatever it is, what, when, you know, what is enough? And we all have to decide that for ourselves, but I think we can only, actually know that when if we are in the moment and and another point i just want to make is you know being in the moment means to to feel to feel and to notice to notice when you're tired or you're hungry or you're full or you're feeling sad and and our society doesn't always encourage that you know when we look at the you know tv and and the ads and magazines and it's it's like you know the beautiful people and happy and fulfilled and the family and especially this time of the year with the holidays which is a very challenging time for so many of us and so what about just feeling what you feel and then deciding what to do with it that's mindfulness and you offer a seven-day mindfulness challenge, but you also have your chaos to calm in 30 days mindfulness challenge. It's been proven that when we, uh, mindful eating, I'll just start with that because especially with the holidays coming up and, you know, the average weight gain for the American um, <clears throat> citizen for over the holidays is seven to ten pounds. Um, if, you know, from Thanksgiving, maybe some of it even starts on Halloween till uh, till December is is higher because we have more parties, more eating and drinking more, and so the the idea of mindful eating, you know, and, and if you choosing mindfully whatever it is you want to eat, which means slowing down and really paying attention. Am I just hanging by this hors d'oeuvre table because this is a boring party, or am I really hungry? Um, it's proven that when we practice mindful eating, we eat less. We eat less and so we make better and different choices. That's one um, huge, especially during the holidays, mindful spending, being really conscious about how much money you, you have and you choose to spend, and we're all different in this way. But so often we're, you know, we're compensating for something else, you know. I, I love to talk about, you know, we're all trying to still get the uh, for, 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 for over over the holidays, we're waiting for the pony, and of course the pony is not coming. So we may overeat, overspend, overdrink, over over party, over socialize, overcommit ourselves to just kind of make up for that. So this this whole idea of of just being more mindful in whatever activity we're involved in, and and being in the moment, it's so. Um, it's so critical in every area of our lives. And so we are able to connect with people. And, you know, we talked about leadership presence, being completely present and hearing people with your eyes and your ears and your heart right there, right now. And whether it's you're at a networking event or at a meeting or on the phone, that you're not looking at your email, that you're not scanning the room, that you're not thinking about, oh, I don't really want to be here, that you're completely engaged. And, you know, the engaged life, and you, you mentioned this earlier, is is a more fulfilled life. There's no question about it. But when we're we're never here, we're we're either ruminating about the past or we're we're we're, we're forecasting the future. 
we're not engaged, it's not very fulfilling. That living in the future or the past is not fulfilling. It just it just isn't. So, the health benefits of you know of of being more mindful is not only that we will probably eat less, drink less, spend less, <laughs> um, but maybe feel more. Maybe be more. Maybe remember what the holidays are really about, and we hear this all the time. It's not about the the commercials with the the shiny ring or the new car or whatever it is that that can make us feel like you know we're not enough because we don't get to have that or give that. It you know what does the holiday really mean to you, and what's most important? Um, I think it's whether. No matter where you are in your spiritual beliefs, it's about connection. It's about an opportunity to really share whatever right. that means. It, it's interesting because, you know, watching the commercials this time of year and, you know, it's, it's if you want to be mindful, there's some resistance to technology. And now, you know, the watch... Um, on my wrist that can give me 18 gigabytes of data so I can watch a movie while I'm standing in line. I don't understand all of that. And why does somebody need 18 gigabytes of data streaming on their wrist? But this is, again, this is technology pushing all of this at all of us and in some instances, yeah, there might be a reason to have 18 gigabytes of data streaming at you in a moment, but not constant. And so being mindful, being in practice is choosing when you want technology to interrupt and when you want to use it versus that it's just constantly at your fingertips. Yes, really good point. It's, it's choice. And, and we have more choices and more options today than we've ever had. And, you know, in the entire, entire history of, 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 of this country, we have more choices um, than we've ever had about almost everything, whether we're talking about coffee or um, smartphones or, and, and everything in between. And so, the, the, yeah, the whole, I guess the whole idea of mindfulness is, is to be able to exercise those choices and not to feel like we're just caught up and this is the way it is, and I have to keep up, and um, we're always at choice. I mean, chaos is a choice. Not the outside, not the uncontrollables, which is basically everything that happens to us, you know, from illness to, tra- to, to, to death to, to traffic to computer crashes, but the choice comes with how do we respond? How do we re- respond versus react? And how do we, you know, how do we live, really? moment to moment when things don't go well when and these practices of mindfulness help reacting um, in the moment right so i would encourage everyone to go out and check out diane's website d-i-a-n-e-s-i-e-g dot com forward slash seven day challenge so diane i want to thank you for being here and sharing your your great uh, calmness with us. It's been a it's been a pleasure, and I'm so glad our paths have crossed. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's been all my pleasure, and I just uh, want. But we just remember this is an ongoing practice. 
it's not something that we just do and we're done, and it's uh, we're all on the path. And so it, it, some days are harder than other days, but it's a it's a great time to start right now. Awesome. Well, I want to wish everyone a wonderful Thanksgiving and to express how grateful I am for the opportunity to recognize and share the many blessings my fabulous guests offer each week with an open and grateful heart. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for The Sherry Hill Show.